Hello and welcome to The Fierce Life with your host, that's me, Conceda Thomas. In today's show, we're going to talk about how to handle emotional eating on your weight loss journey. So if you have taken the time to learn all about what to do, what not to do, you've distilled your approach down to what's simple and effective and necessary and you're no longer chasing those complicated restrictive plans, but you're still struggling a little bit whenever emotional times hit, then today's show is for you. I've got some very specific steps to help you get on the path to overcoming emotional eating to finally feel like you're in control and be able to get those consistent results that you desire. Go ahead and jam out to the show tunes and meet me on the other side of the music. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to invite you to a free masterclass that we'll be holding on Tuesday, November 13th at 7.30 Central Time. That masterclass is called The Truth About Enjoying the Holidays Without Diets, Food Rules, or Weight Gain. We're going to be pulling back the curtain on the lies that we've been told about how we should eat during the holidays. And we're going to dive deep into strategies to truly enjoy the holiday, including that festive food that we all love and how to do that without the diet, without the food rules and without the weight gain. So if you'd like to join me for that free masterclass, all it takes is becoming a fierce friend, joining our free support group. And you can do that over at ConceitaThomas.com slash become a fierce friend. You'll get immediate access to that group. And then you'll also get your personal invitation and link to join us for that free masterclass, which is going to happen on Tuesday, November 5th, November 13th at 7.30 p.m. All right, let's get into the episode. All right, welcome back. This is episode 72, and we are talking about dealing with emotional eating on your weight loss journey. And this question came up in our first round of get it off, keep it off. And um, I thought that it was such an important topic that it deserved a podcast episode. So um, the question came from one of our clients in the get it off, keep it off coaching program. And she wanted to know how to deal with emotional eating. So we had gotten through um, phase one very successfully. We were in phase two and she was getting momentum going, um, getting some traction, seeing how following the steps in the program were already helping her, how they could help her, but she was battling with what to do with her emotions. She realized um, that food was a coping mechanism for her, hadn't realized it before until she started doing the program and wanted to know, okay, Conceda, now that I'm not stuffing with food to deal with or really to avoid these emotions, like how do I handle this? And I think that's something that a lot of us can relate to. I know I've shared on previous podcasts that oftentimes when I'm upset and I want to say something that is not the most um, kind and is not very Christian-like, 
one of my coping mechanisms has been in the past, and I still have to watch out for this, to eat snacks, right? So things like granola and chips, just crunchy things help me kind of stuff, literally stuff those words and get out that aggression, but that that's not really helpful. So I was really able to identify and relate to her question. So here's the answer that I gave her and here's the answer that I'm sharing with you guys. Um, this is not a hit it and quit it approach. I want you to know that this is something that will take practice and it will take time. It's not as simple as, oh, well, if you drink enough water and take this red pill, then emotional eating will go away. It's not that at all. So the first thing that I find to be very, very important and that I think um, is just a prerequisite for even being in a space to handle emotional eating is to establish a very good foundation with figure-friendly eating. It's very hard to, um, to, to, to choose not to eat the chips. It's very hard to choose not to overdo it on the ice cream when you take the emotions and you put that on top of not having a balanced food plan or a balanced way of eating already in place. So for those of you that don't remember, figure-friendly eating has to do with optimizing your intake of protein, veggies, and water, and then finding your sweet spot with balancing starch and fat. And all of these things are things that I teach my clients how to do and get it off, keep it off. And the reason why it's important to have that base first is because when you're not getting enough vegetables, when you're not getting enough protein, when maybe you're already eating too much starch, then a lot of times what happens is we, we have hunger, we have cravings going, the hormones that control hunger and cravings and fat burning and fat storage are all out of whack because of the way that we're eating. So then when we layer emotions on top of that, it's really hard to tell ourselves, you know, just say no. We may be able to do that um, in, in one instance or the other, but it's really hard to do that consistently when everything inside of you, hormones included, are fighting against you. So establishing a base of figure-friendly eating really is the first step because now we're no longer dealing with what's going on emotionally on top of what's going on um, physiologically, like the physical is taken care of. You have enough fiber, you have enough water, you have enough protein, but for the emotions, your hunger, your cravings are under control, your energy is up. So now you're free really to just deal with the emotional side of things and what, that, what those emotions are triggering. You don't have all this other background stuff going on because of a lack of balanced food intake. So the first step is establishing a base of figure-friendly eating. And I recommend during this phase, it's not about what you're cutting out. It's really not. It's really about adding those specific um, beverages, adding those specific foods and those specific nutrients that make you feel full, that make you have less cravings and make you have good energy automatically. And that has to happen way before you even start looking at eliminating things, okay? And that's, again, that's something that we talk about that a lot and get it off, keep it off. So that's the first step. So once you've got a, a, um, a pretty established figure-friendly eating foundation going, then the second thing, and mind you, during this time, you may notice that your emotional eating goes down a little bit. But taking that step alone, 
I don't think I've met one person yet who just establishing a base of figure-friendly eating totally eliminates emotional eating. I haven't met anyone like that. That's not how it went down for me. I have not had a single client in the hundreds that I've had who's had that testimony. So just know that that's the prerequisite while you're putting that part in place, the emotional eating will likely not go away, but that step is still necessary and worthy. So then the second part is now that you don't have uncontrolled hunger and raging cravings all the time, even when you're not emotional, you now have more mental energy and more space to notice the emotions that trigger you to eat, to notice the situations that trigger the emotional eating. Because again, if you're hungry all the time, if your cravings are out of whack all the time, and you find that you're just reaching for food all the time, it's really hard to tell which emotions, um, which scenarios are triggering emotional eating if your eating is just out of whack all the time, right? It's really hard to narrow things down. But once you've established that figure-friendly eating base, you can now narrow things down and you'll be able to notice the emotions and the situations that trigger the out-of-control eating. And I, I already shared with you guys, for me, it's getting into confrontations or getting into conversations where I've got a really good comeback and I could really drive my point home and probably not in the sweetest or kindest way. And I don't want to do that, right? So that's one of mine. But you'll need to take note of what yours are. What are those situations? Is it when you get stressed, when you have like an impending deadline that's too close and you feel like you don't have enough time? Is it when you don't get enough time alone and you feel overwhelmed, you feel overworked? Is it when you get into heated discussions with family or friends, like what is it? So notice the emotions, notice the scenarios, and also notice what you eat when that happens. Some of us go towards sweets. Some of us go towards alcohol. Some of us go towards, like I told you, mine was the, the crispy, crunchy. It didn't have to be sweet or salty. It just had to be crispy and crunchy, right? So notice the emotions, notice what triggers you, and notice what you eat. Now, that step is important. Make sure you write it down. As you notice this stuff, and maybe in a note in your phone or maybe in a journal, you want to write it down because you're gathering intel, intel to make your battle plan. This is not something that just needs to live in your head because when emotions get heated, when things get hot and heavy, you're not your most rational. So this needs to be written somewhere. Once you have that information, you can begin to work on step three, which is deciding what your figure-friendly workarounds will be. Now, what I want you to notice is that I did not tell you that you're just going to notice these emotions, and when they happen and you want to go for the chip, you'll know that it's not a real craving, you'll know that it's an emotion, so you just won't go for the chips. That would be great. <laughs> that would be ideal. I found that for myself and for most of the clients that I've worked with, that the just say no approach does not work as the first step. That's something that we graduate to, but like as the first step, I've just found that that's not really all that effective. So what I have found to be effective is identifying figure-friendly workarounds. So for instance, if you are the type that gets into a heated argument and goes straight for the bag of chips, then maybe there could be some kale chips in the house. Maybe they, there can be, my kids love teriyaki seaweed. Maybe there could be some of that in the house. Maybe you're like me and a pickle, like I love crunchy dill pickles. Like maybe you can get a pickle 
a pickle sphere or two or three out of the refrigerator. And that's your workaround, right? Am I saying that it's ideal to eat because you're emotional? No. So do I realize that eating something that's more figure friendly because you're emotional is still eating because you're emotional? Yes. Are there people who would say that that's not the right approach? Yes. But I'm saying that anyway, because I believe that a lot of times we need steps, right? We need steps. I know that one day AJ is going to have to know how to do algebra, but I didn't insist when he was five that as soon as, or when he was four, that as soon as he learned how to count, that he started doing multiplication. We went through the steps, okay? And I'm saying that identifying a figure-friendly workaround could be a step. Now, some of you listening to this may be able to completely skip over this step. Also, one of your figure-friendly workarounds, if it works for you, could be a non-food action. So one of my non-food actions, when I can, is to get in an intense workout, even if it's short, because that, for me, that's just really good. It helps me to channel uh, energy and emotion and to channel aggression in a positive way. Um, and I'm going to be honest and tell you that that's not always possible for me. I know that may not always be possible for you. And if we're just being honest, one of the reasons why many of us emotionally eat is because in a lot of the situations that trigger those emotions, food is like eating at that time is an, it's acceptable, right? If you get into a heated argument, you know, or if something is heated at work, it's acceptable to possibly go get a bag of chips from the vending machine or to possibly eat the nuts from your desk. It's probably not acceptable to bust out 50 burpees in your cubicle, no matter how effective that may be, right? So a lot of times we're in physical situation where some of our non-food coping strategies may not be acceptable. So that's why I want you to come up with figure-friendly workarounds that are both foods that are figure-friendly foods, right? Things that are not going to then um, make you feel stuffed, make you, you know, go off track with your goals, and to come up with non-food um, figure-friendly coping mechanisms because you may not always be able to do the physical stuff or the non-food stuff. And for some of us, just closing our eyes and breathing just isn't enough. But for some of us, it is. So you have to decide which one, which side of the fence you fall on. And I suggest writing down strategies on both sides of the fence and practicing because all of this is, until you actually use it and it works, all of these are possible solutions. None of them are the solution until the situation presents itself. You practice the possible solution and it works. Now it goes on your list of these are real solutions, not just possibilities. Okay, I think I have explained that one. I think I've like beat that one to death. So let's move on. A word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Get It Off, Keep It Off coaching program, our six-week coaching program that is set up to get you results and also help you build the habits to keep the results coming and staying long beyond the program. To get more details about the program and to grab your spot for our next round that is starting December 1st, visit getitoffkeepitoffcoaching.com. So then the next step, and this is where the real work comes in, um, and this is probably where it's like ongoing work, is deal with those situations and those emotions head on. 
you know, it's one thing to have a one-off, maybe tense moment or confrontation. It's, it's one thing to have a one-off, a moment of just feeling down or feeling sad about something. It's a whole different thing to have persistent and consistent conflict or persistent and consistent emotional turmoil. When that is the case, we've got to face those situations. We've got to face those emotions and we have to dig down to the root and figure out how to uproot those things because everything else that I have mentioned, so establishing a base of figure friendly eating, that's necessary period if you want lasting weight loss. But in the realm of emotional eating, um, that strategy, um, noticing the emotions and what you eat and coming up with workarounds, all of those strategies are really like mowing the grass. And if this is truly a weed, right, these emotions, these circumstances, it's not grass, you don't want to just keep mowing it. You want to eventually uproot it. And the only way that you uproot it is you deal with those situations and those emotions at the root. So if it's consistently getting into conflict with someone at home, why is that happening? What is the root of that? What conversations need to be had? What changes need to be made in life so that that situation can be resolved so that that trigger um, doesn't keep presenting itself. Or if, if it's something that can't be changed because we can't change other people, right? What do we need to change internally so that that situation or that circumstance no longer triggers us emotionally? How do we evolve so that even if we can't change that circumstance, we're no longer triggered emotionally when it happens? And so that's, so this is kind of like 4A and 4B. Um, one thing that I have been recommending for a while, I'm really like going hard on recommending now is like get help. And this is not your coach. <laughs> this is not your personal trainer. This is, um, sometimes it may be your pastor, but like a therapist, a therapist. Because when we want to stop being so emotionally triggered by circumstances, when we want to stop being so emotionally driven toward food, oftentimes we need to go deep. We need to figure out what that circumstance or that situation means to us. Like, why do I get so upset if my work is questioned at work? What do I believe about me? Or what have I been told about me? Or what do I perceive that other people believe about me? That is so upsetting when that happens. And then how can I begin to kind of dismantle some of that if, so that if my work is questioned, wh whether it's legitimately or not, that I can deal with that without being emotionally triggered, without running to the vending machine and sabotaging my own um, weight management success, sabotaging my own health because of someone else's questions. So. Um, I hope this was a good one, you guys. Um, I, I know, I think my client found it helpful. I'm hoping that you found it helpful as well. And just as a quick recap, how we handle emotional eating on our weight loss journey, establish a base of figure-friendly eating, notice emotions and situations that trigger us and what we eat, come up with a figure-friendly workaround, both food and non-food, um, so that when we're triggered, we're not running to that food that is sabotaging our success. Um, deal with those situations, the emotions head on. And if we are unable to do that, or if we just get lost in our own heads trying to do that simply with meditation and journaling, then five, get professional help. 
um, maybe a pastor, but maybe even a counselor um, so that we can dig that thing up by the root, stop being so triggered and really be free from emotional eating. So that said, we always say around here, after you learn something, you have to do something. So your, your fierce follow-up, should you accept, on this episode is pretty simple. It's just really to think about that five-layer strategy and figure out where you are on the spectrum, whether or not you have failed to establish a base of figure-friendly eating. If so, we can definitely help you with that and get it off, keep it off. Um, whether you haven't even paid attention to what's triggering you, just decide where you are on that spectrum and what you need to work on next. And then if you wanna talk about that, if you wanna share that, we always say that you do not have to take this journey alone. Feel free to join us inside of our free support group. You can join that by going to conceitathomas.com slash become a fierce friend. When you do that, you enter your name and your email address and you get instant access to our private online community for fierce friends. Also, if you want to listen to this episode again, or if you want to check out the show notes, you can find that over at conceitathomas.com slash EP72, as an EP72. Remember to share this episode out with a friend who you think will find it helpful. You could share it out on social media or just text the link to the episode over to your friend. And then finally, on whichever podcast platform you're listening to, this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you're notified the next time um, the new episode goes live so that you don't miss anything. That's all I have for you this time. Until next time, stay fierce. You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game, and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees, and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at conceitathomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, it's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at conceitathomas.com audit. Hurry up, our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Bodywear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your order.